Um, we're going to hear from both the Kentucky and the Haiti groups, and Kentucky will go first. Um, we went to Mount Carmel School, which is in Jackson, Kentucky, and we had been there before um, with youth groups. Ron had taken some youth groups down there, and I had gone with them. But this was the first year that we did an adult-only trip. And the adults that went, I was super pleased that we got um, nine adults to go, but they were all empty nesters, so they're like herding cats. So I'm not sure if any of them are in the service right now. If you are, can you stand up? Besides, we have Todd, for sure, who will be speaking. Anyone else? Nope. We had a few in last service. Um, but there were nine of us that went, and because they're all adults and they just like to have their own wheels, we had five vehicles and a trailer. So um, just the way they roll. But I was just really pleased with that group of people. So we're going to start with a video and hear from the women on the trip. And then um, Todd will come up and speak, and then we'll hear from the guys. One of the most memorable things for me, I think, is um, we were in a Christian setting, a Christian school, college setting, or school setting. Um, and we've seen some of the people that, uh, we saw some of the people there that um, lived there and their families. There was a family of twins, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, adorable twins, and they had two other little girls. And they would separate from their parents, especially the girls, and they would come and sit with us at our tables. Mm -hmm. And they talked to us like we were old friends, yeah. really, made us really welcome. And they were so thankful for, for our work mm -hmm. and for us being there. They gave us t-shirts. They were just so thankful, and this being a first mission trip for me, it was, it was, it was fun. It really Good. was, and I we're we're excited about going again next year. Um, I think for me, you know, I was really interested this year in why the women, the dress code of the Wesleyan women on the campus, and I did have the opportunity to speak to the headmaster's daughter-in-law, and realized that. Um, their interpretation of modesty is different than ours, but it doesn't mean that it's wrong, mm -hmm. you know, and that God loves us all, despite how we look. That helped prepare me for a, an opportunity that I had since I've come home. But big challenge for me was just the unknown of, of taking a, a group of just adults who have their own skills and ways of doing things and um, wanting to make sure that they all had a good time, but they all felt needed and utilized and that this was worth their while. And I think, I think that happened. I think everybody found their niche while they were down there. And that was completely a God thing because that was not something that I could ever orchestrate. But one of the most memorable moments was um, when Kim, in all of her glory, admitted to the entire group at dinner that she had been taking a drinking glass from the dirty glass tray all week. <laughs> she thought she was taking them from the clean glass tray and well she won't forget that no. in a long They insisted on outing me on that one. Um, Todd, if you could make your way up here. We had a great time, and we really bonded and had fellowship, and we will be going back again. So if that's something that you would consider, I'd um, ask you to get in contact with me. Todd is going to tell us a little bit more about what we did at the school during that week. Thanks, Kim. Um, is it up? Up there. All right. <laughs> Usually I don't have a problem with my voice. Um, 
for some reason I'm kind of hoarse this morning. Um, as Kim said, I'm Todd Tarrant, and we, I was asked to talk about the experience that we had down at Mount Carmel School in, in, on the mission trip into, to Kentucky. And I got involved when I saw a presentation here um, at Redeemer about mission trips, and I looked at the presentation and said, I can help in those trips. Um, and my wife Allison said, so why don't you do that? And I thought, well, I will um, if I can work it into my schedule. So I managed to work it into my schedule. Um, I felt that it would be a great experience, and it turned out to be more than a great experience, really. Um, I was able to work with some extremely wonderful people from Redeemer and from Mount Carmel School. Um, it was very interesting. Um, it was a lot of work for all of us, um, and we had some real challenges. Actually, on our second day there, uh, lightning hit uh, the mast on the outside of the library building that we were working in, knocking out the power for both the uh, library and the dining hall. Um, we were working in places like the crawl space underneath where you needed some light, so there was no light. Um, most of us, several of us were under the building at the time that that happened, so um, it was uh, interesting to try to figure out how to get out from under the building. Um, the rainstorm that produced the lightning strike also flooded uh, several areas in the immediate vicinity, including the road leading to the school, so it made it even more challenging to get stuff in and out. Um, the building we were working in, uh, was the school's library building, and it's over 100 years old. And one of the projects was to put in a heating and cooling system under the entire library. Um, and that required us to cut holes in the floor. Um, the problem with that was that the floor, being a 100-year-old building, actually had red oak flooring that was about an inch thick, but the total floor was probably five inches thick. So we actually running power cords from other buildings um, into there, we were having trouble cutting the holes, to say the least. Um, with power out, um, we used flashlights under the buildings, um, and we figured out how to get power from another building over to the library we were working, and then we ran power cords all over the place, um, which of course worked sometimes and didn't work other times. Um, the crawl space that I spent most of the weekend uh, was varied in height from about two feet to four feet. Um, so you're crawling around on your back in the dirt, um, so the, the group of us that were down under the floor there uh, came out looking kind of like trolls. And we were just covered in dirt. Um, and one of the kind of interesting things for me, I'm a biologist, so creepy crawly things don't really bother me much, except that when you're in a crawl space and it's pretty much dark, and I turned my head and moved a tarp, and all I saw was an eye. And I went, ooh. Uh, turned out it was a toad, not a snake. Um, I was thinking, you know, what do you do with, afterwards, I thought, what do you do about a snake in two-foot crawl space? Because uh, it's going to move a lot faster than you can. Um, the other projects that the team worked on in various buildings um, were preparing a campus house that the school nurse and her husband, the fire chief of the adjoining township, could move in the following week. Final preparations included priming and painting several rooms, installing a bathroom sink, and setting the kitchen counter. Um, the ladies of our team were able to provide some emotional support for Nurse Rachel as well. Um, after the storm, a few of us picked up some downed branches and did some light cleanup. And again, this year, uh, we did some maintenance in the dorm we stayed in so that the boys who would move in a few weeks after um, would be able to have a comfortable space in which to uh, live and study during the school year. We, um, the thing that I thought was most impressive of the whole thing was that we worked together to solve the problems and accomplish the goals. Um, the group was a wonderful, selfless group of people that, who figured out how to get the job done. I mean, there was no real ownership. It was wherever you were needed, people just jumped in and did it. And if you got tired, somebody else grabbed hold and 
and did it. Um, we all were tired, but felt wonderful about the new friends we had made. Uh, the painting, building, plumbing, and heating and cooling systems were able to help install and complete. Uh, everyone who went felt rewarded uh, by giving their time and skills to help others, and all agreed they were happy that they went and would go again. I think I heard everybody out here in the lobby uh, after we, when we met up this, this morning say they wanted to go back. Uh, you don't need special skills, and I want to emphasize that. You don't need special skills. Um, you just have to be willing to give your time to help. There are lots of ways to help. Um, the mission members help each other to find things, places where everyone can help. Rewarding experience uh, to give to others who are in need. And it is an absolute win-win for everybody. I mean, everybody benefits from this. Think about joining one of the next mission trips. Share your beliefs, knowledge, friendship, and kindness with others in need. It's a great experience. I'm Dale Bridgeford. I'm a geologist with the state of Michigan, and I grew up not hiring people to have things done at our house. And I'm Todd Tarrant, and I currently was a teacher and have been a professor of uh, physiological ecology. 15, 16 holes we had cut in the floors. The building's over well over 100 years old. We had big cut literally holes in the floor for the registers to come up through. We're talking this floor, and the floor space was five inches thick. So it was, it was quite the challenge. So, so saws basically were drawing huge amounts of power, um, and all of us were pretty sore just trying to cut the holes because you're trying to hold a saw that's going through about an inch of oak, and then another, what, three quarters of an inch of plywood, and then it had tile and other layers of boards on top of that. So it was a lot of work. I think our biggest challenge was the fact that when we, our second day down there, we had a huge electrical storm and the whole area flooded. Um, but the electrical storm took out the power on the library, which is what building we were working in. And it took a pretty large group effort in order to be able to, by Wednesday, get power restored to the building so that we could actually work in the crawl space, it wasn't any different whether there was power to the building or not because there was more lights down there aside from what we took. So. There was a challenge with food as well because they, they had a gas stove so they could cook, but they couldn't see what they were doing. So they were actually trying to cook with a flashlight, um, which is a real challenge. Um, and the folks turned really did a good job of pulling food together for us and getting it out and ready to go. I would encourage somebody who thought about going to go. You don't have to be a skilled tradesman or anything. Pick up a hammer, push a broom, whatever. Paint. Think about paint. It's not that hard. Hey, everybody. Good to see you all this morning. My name is Ron Beckering. I'm the director of college and high school ministry here at Redeemer. It's good to have everybody here. I just want to tell you a little bit about uh, our trip to Haiti. Hey, I've been in that crawl space that Dale was in. It lo does look that dark. Uh, we challenge ourselves each day here at Redeemer to connect people with the love and life of Jesus Christ. And, and, and we were so honored uh, to serve our Lord in a different country. It was, it was a privilege of ours to be able to go to to, to be a part of the first international work camp trip from Redeemer. And, and, and it was a, Haiti was a wonderful experience. 
uh, we had the opportunity to worship in their church. We had an opportunity to literally move a mountain. Um, we had the opportunity, oh, probably one of the greatest things we found there was pickles. And it, you know how in the, in the summertime there's nothing like a good, maybe if you like coleslaw. Um, pickles is, is coleslaw, but it's made with jalapeno juice and jalapenos. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So you just pile that on top of the rice and the chicken and, and, and you're a happy dude. Um, I, it, was, it was just an incredible, incredible challenge. We had challenges of moving things that were bigger than us, of cutting through rocks that didn't want to be cut. And, and then one of the, when we were building, we were using nails from Haiti. And, and, and the nails in Haiti are metal, maybe. And they're all different lengths, and they're not really pointed. And it was, it was really, it, next time if we, when we go, uh, we're bringing nails. Uh, it was just a, it was a crazy, crazy experience. But what I'm excited for you to hear about our trip is, is, is the impact that it had on three high school senior girls. What, this is the thing that, that, that just grabbed my heart and pulled. I am so proud of these girls. They, 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 they get it. And it's just so neat to be a part of, of, of that journey that they're taking in their walk with Jesus. So we're going to have uh, Morgan Lamb, Sarah Stein, and Maddie Gilbert come up. Dan Klein is going to come up and, and, and share a little bit as well. I, we're going to watch a video. Then those girls are going to be up here with Dan. And then we'll watch another video to close it. And, and we just want you to see and hear what Haiti was like. And Kristen Lang. And this is my son. I'm Jordan, and we went to Haiti on a mission trip. 30 years ago, I had the opportunity to go on a mission trip with my parents. And as a teenager, it was a really cool experience to do with them. And I had been praying for a while that um, I would have the opportunity to go with my son. So we were able to go to um, the trip to Haiti and to work among the Haitian people, ministering to them. So as we were in Haiti and we were, had the opportunity to work along the Haitian people that we were with in St. Christopher, we were able to work with the kids and we were able to work with adults in building and ministry with children. We were able to go to an orphanage and share about Jesus there. And in all those things, we were serving our Lord, um, but I think we were learning just as much from the Haitian people. And it was just very important, as in Colossians 4 5, it tells us to make the most of every opportunity. And really, during the week we were there, we were making the most of every opportunity um, amongst our group and amongst the people there that we were with. The people there just really showed us how to live simply and that you don't need a lot of possessions you don't need a lot of things all that you need is the joy of the lord to keep going from day to day as we were in church and we heard them worshiping in the dirt floor makeshift pews those types of things but they were so happy to be there praising god so the reason I went to Haiti was my mom had been talking about it a lot since when she went 30 years ago, and we had this opportunity, so we took it. 
And uh, the one main thing that I've learned from being there is that our problems here aren't as bad as problems as other people have in the world. Because like she pointed out that they would work and live simply and we have, we complain of, of simple things about not having what kind of food we want or not having some kind of drink to have or having too many things to do. But the people down there are happy with having water once a day and eating, honestly, maybe not even in a day, but they're just happy and they're so happy to help and when we were building the house down there, these people wouldn't have anything to replenish their energy or anything. They would be working all day and honestly at some point it's probably harder than we were. So that's the thing that I have learned from here. Hi, my name is Morgan. This is Maddie and Sarah and we went to Haiti this past summer to experience a new culture outside of what we normally see in the United States and to just experience life in a different nation. And we also went to help spread God's word to people who are less fortunate than us and just give them the grace of God outside of what they normally would get if they were able to get any at all. We went to Haiti to help make a difference in the lives of the people that aren't as fortunate as us. Um, we also went to Haiti to do something that wasn't in our comfort zones because obviously going out of the country without our parents was definitely a new experience. And after coming back from this, one thing that majorly impacted us was we were able to see the world differently through a different perspective. And one thing we saw was people in the Haiti people in Haiti sleep on the ground. And we normally we're used to beds and blankets and they have dirt and rocks and we also noticed that we take advantage of little things such as clean water and toothbrush that majority of the population in Haiti do not have access to. It was neat to see that even though they didn't have much they were willing to stop what they were doing and take time out of their day to help us even though they knew they weren't going to get paid or benefit from it in any sort of way. It helped made us realize that how lazy we are and not many people are willing to work for free or if they don't get anything from it. Um, in Haiti, kids and women are often looked down on and looked over. Um, just us being around them and giving them hugs, giving the kids high fives, and just saying hi would brighten their day. Showing kids that we love them and that God loves them made them realize that they have a purpose in life and that God has a specific plan laid out for them. And while we were there, we were able to see that over 50% of the kids there do not get the opportunity to attend a school because of high costs, lack of teachers, and their parents not being able to provide the money for transportation. And over 80% of the kids that are able to attend the private schools do not get taught by certified teachers or have adequate textbook and materials that we have and take for granted here in the United States. Um, in the village that we worked in every day, uh, there was a family with three kids, Gina, who was four years old, Nalia, who was six, and John Kelly, who was eight. Um, they were not able to attend a school um, because their family just couldn't afford it. Every day when we came to the village, these kids were always hanging on us, and they would never leave our sides. So by the end of the week, we had become very, very attached to these three kids. Um, when we got back to the United States, we got in contact with Tom and Herbie. That was one of our translators to see what options we had to send the three kids to school. Herbie was able to find a school 
that would take all three kids, so we all decided to sponsor them, and they are now attending a school and getting a good education that they need and deserve. We hope our story inspires you to sponsor a child or even go on a mission trip of your own. This trip not only allowed us to make a difference in the lives of people at Haiti, but it also changed our views and impacted our lives in so many ways. The uh, Gospel of Mark 1625, uh, in, in that Gospel, uh, Jesus says, take uh, and, and go to all the world and take the good news and take it to all the people. And that's our, our commission and we, we felt that as our driving force. Last service, I forgot to thank a few people and so I, uh, we wanna do that now. And first, the young ladies again, uh, including these and a couple more. And uh, Chloe, will you stand too? Because Chloe was part of this and I don't think any of the others um, that they spread the love to some orphans especially was remarkable to me. So if you could see Chloe and these others uh, sitting here with not just one three-year-old orphan on one knee, but another one on another, two orphans, and then the two Jordans too, the, boy, the big high school boys with orphans on their knee kind of looking a little uncomfortable. They spread the love and, and we thank them so much for getting out of their, wow, I'm, I gotta keep this right, for getting out of their comfort zone. I also want to thank my wife, Christine. You stand up too, please. Because uh, she uh, understood when I said, no, we cannot take 14 of these orphans home with us. We just can't do it. And I'd like to thank uh, Jan. Jan, will you please stand up too? He was our technical expertise man. Uh, he uh, was up all night one night figuring out the different things about building that church, that, uh, home that we built and uh, trying to figure out how to keep the, the corrugated steel from flying away when the hurricanes came and that sort of thing. And uh, his, his expertise was valuable. Our biggest thank you was for Pastor, for Ron Beckering because he led us, he led us in his own wonderful style and it's a combination and it's an amalgamation of styles and one of the styles I like. If you look at the picture on the front of your bulletin, it, it's a picture of this, this house that we built, and you don't see Ron there leading because if you look off to the right or imagine that hill, he's standing up on that hill in his Moses leadership style with his hands up. <laughs> and then his, uh, his other leadership style surfaced once when we were uh, excited to know that there was tarantulas, and so he was off someplace chasing tarantulas around. And so he was uh, uh, John the Baptist on that, on that leadership style. Um, but uh, we uh, felt a warmth, a uh, inner joy while we were there every day and it grew more and more uh, because we see that the Haitian people responded in that valley of dirt and rubble, in that forlorn looking place, you could, you could see that there was hope in their eyes. There was not despair. And you could feel as we worked next to them, they were kind of brothers with us after a while. We, you could feel that there's a heart of a lion inside that chest. There, there is something going on. God, I feel, has something going on with the people in Haiti. So we are going back there. Uh, and uh, matter of fact, 
that cemented us going back there. When we came back a couple days later, we find out from communications there that um, our, our humble efforts kind of jump-started that little church there inside that refugee community, and they had a big well-up of spiritual revival, and the, the um, educational system, the educational classes, just redoubled in the, in the numbers of uh, participants. The kids just, just started going. And so that, that's, a, that's a gratifying feeling. We will be going back there maybe in June, God willing. And we ask you, uh, if, if you are able, if you just have a little bit of that spirit, join it because uh, we, we could use your help too. Amen? 100% adventure. Amen? Dan and Chris Klein, and we've been long-time members of Redeemer, back when we had the old sanctuary, and uh, we're quite excited that we're part of the initial international kickoff of Redeemer family's uh, involvement in missions. I'm Chris, I'm Chris, and I'm a retired school teacher. And I'm a pediatric dentist. And uh, we went because, we, like Dan said, we wanted to be part of the first international trip that uh, one of the things that we, uh, we we learned about going on this trip was that American teenage Christians have who feel like they don't have much to offer have actually a tremendous amount to offer, and they and so then the ones that went with us felt and showed showed the love and life of Jesus with so many orphan children that there are some tremendous. Christian bonds that have been made through that, and they also found that they can extend themselves farther in their work, the physical work that they did, moving rubble uh, for three days after the first day, several had uh, blisters on their hands, and they displayed those proudly and got up the next day and wanted to do it again, let's go, and that was a wonderful thing, so they do have plenty to offer. Um, I think the highlight for me was um, seeing how God how God shows up on these trips. We know that God is with us every day and a part of our lives. And somehow when you're on a mission trip, it seems like because you don't have the conveniences nearby, you can't make a phone call and say, oh, I need this, I need that. You rely a lot on God. And God definitely showed up big time on this mission trip. And one of the first things that comes to mind for me um, is when we came home every day after working in the heat and the dust and the dirt and the physical work and some just laid down on the porch and you just and you just sat there and you said thank you god for the stamina today that we were able to do what we had to do <clears throat> and that was that was incredible and i think another thing that i took from this trip um, is that and then the second day there we had the opportunity of going to church um, with the other Haitians in the same village that we were going to be working and I remember walking into that church um, and the first thing I you know you look around and you think well it doesn't look much like a church building but the minister he started teaching and the passion that he had was just so incredible and he looked at the people that he was talking to and they were they were responding and I said to myself as I looked around I said God is in this place didn't have to be a fancy place, but God was in this place. And um, at the end of that service, we took an offering and we all put money in. And it wasn't until about um, six weeks or eight weeks after we got back that we realized that that church 
now has a cement floor, it's expanded, and the kids that we taught were 50. Now I think there's up to 100 to 150 kids that come, and more people are showing up, and that church is just growing, and we just praise God for that. Praise God. Yep. yep. Praise God for sure. It was a great trip. Hey, we're going to take our offering right now. Let's say a prayer quickly. Gracious God, we thank you so much for these tithes and these offerings. We ask that you use them to do what you need them to do in this kingdom. For everything that we have is yours, Lord. Again, we thank you so much. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.